Good morning. I'm Chris Static. I'm the Director of Children's Ministries, and it's very nice to be together. Welcome to our service time today. Um, you know, we like to connect with you here on a Sunday morning. We also like to connect with you through our website at newlifecollingwood.com. So if there's anything you want to drop in there or connect with us there, please do that. You could also call us. But check out our website. You'll find out more details there. I do have some exciting news. Our kids program, New Life Kids, is going to be um, having videos every week for the month of July. And if you know Isabel, she's very silly, but she's going to be in those videos. So each week in July, our families that are on my list are going to get um, a, a video sent to them of uh, a teaching story, a time, uh, a Bible story time together where Isabel and I are telling this story. It's a little bit silly, but it's very fun. But if you'd like to be on that list, please connect with me at children at newlifecollingwood.com and I would be happy to add your kids to my list. We also have exciting things coming in the month of August for kids, but we'll save that. We're still working on those details. So I hope your Canada Day was fabulous. We've had beautiful weather, and I do want to say happy Canada Day to you and pass this time over to Paul. Good morning, New Life. Thank you for joining in with us today. And thanks, Chris, for giving us that welcome and a couple announcements. One thing that you are obviously aware of is that we chose not to regather publicly, even though the Ontario government is allowing us to do so. And we feel like that is the wise thing to do, that uh, there are numerous reasons for doing that. So while we've decided that we can't meet publicly yet, even though we want to be with you, we do think we've come up with a solution for how to make sure everyone is safe when we do regather for the very first time. And we've created this video for you to watch to give you a taste of what lies ahead. Well, hello, James. Welcome back to New Life Church. It's been a while, so here's a look at what to expect on your first day back. At New Life, you'll be a part of a faith community that takes safety seriously, no matter how awkward things might get. No need to worry about showing up late. With six feet between us, there's always plenty of sitting room. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Our washroom facilities are as sanitary as they come, largely because nobody can use them. While you're in the lobby, why not stop by our first-time kiosk where we have a special gift for you. And while there, you can imagine the perfect cup of coffee because we won't be serving any. And if you're one of those folks who thinks it's all a hoax, please stop by our correction center. We'll set you straight. Then hurry back for a time of musical worship. Good morning, everyone. It is great to be back together to worship. We want to enjoy that opportunity today. This is just going to be a super reverent time in front of the Lord together. So let's stand and let's sing. Can someone just get a kazoo? And of course, context-appropriate preaching. So, I'm so glad to have you here today. And I want to talk to you 
about what it means that God is our fortress and our strength, that he protects us because we need protection. And the scriptures give us evidence of that, that God is here for for us. And when we turn to God, we receive his protection. In fact, if I could just read for you from one of the Psalms. Oh, shoot. Uh, Give me a second. So, James, what do you think of your first day back? So, I'm just really excited to be back at New Life. And it's been such a, such a long time being stuck in quarantine. Now I get to be out and about. I get to go to church again, listen to the sermon. You know, I'm just really excited to see Paul again. And I've been able to go to great places and stuff. And oh, hey, Paul! Great to see you again. New Life Church. Come, be a part. Well, obviously that's not what we're actually going to do, but we thought it might be fun just to be able to laugh and uh, try to make light of the craziness of this world that we're living in. So uh, special thanks to Christopher and some of his friends who came up uh, to help us film that. So enjoy it. Laugh. I had a blast making that with them. And uh, that young fellow that creamed me uh, over and over again when they were doing the takes. Uh, I'm sure he had a good time uh, making that video too. So, Listen, we want to shift a little bit and uh, give you the opportunity to just um, set aside the things of the week and turn your eyes toward God. Uh, turn your heart toward Jesus. And we want to do that by allowing you to hear the scriptures being read this morning. So I've asked Christopher if he would read the scriptures for us from Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 25, and then he's going to to pray for us as well. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Galatians 5. Otherwise, just listen as Christopher reads for us this morning. Well, good morning, everyone. As you get settled, it's my pleasure to be reading today's scripture passage for you. This is taken from Galatians chapter 5, and it's verses 16 to 26, uh, from which Paul will be preaching uh, in just a minute. Uh, From the ESV, it reads like this. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you... But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. 
Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are and for all that you do. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us so that we might have uh, the right relationship with you. And thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, that you're here among us and within us, that you fill us and make it possible uh, to live lives filled with the fruit just mentioned here. We pray that you might give us peace as we listen and hear from you through your servant Paul this morning. In his name we pray. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Christopher. Christopher. Trust, Trust that uh, uh, that was um, just good for you to listen to that this morning. I'm going to be speaking on that in just a moment. Before we get into our teaching time this morning, uh, just a couple of highlights I wanted to make. One, if you are on our mailing list, you should have received an email about links. And links is a, an experience that we are encouraging each of you to become involved in. And that is about getting together with two, maybe three other people that you know, that you trust. And we're encouraging you to get together intentionally on a weekly basis and talking about how you're doing at living out your faith. No matter where you are at in your faith, we're encouraging you get together and talk about these things. And so there's information in the email that went out. There's a graphic that's attached to it with explanations for it. You can meet and do all kinds of things, but the focus of your time together is to ask one another five questions about, about living out your faith on a daily basis. And it's not meant to be um, uh, policing one another. It's actually meant to be inspiring and encouraging of one another. So if you haven't received that, please subscribe to our email mailing list. It will go out again and we will try to make sure that, that you get that. Once you have your link formed of three of you, or maybe four of you at most, uh, do let us know that you've got that formed and who's in it. And if you have questions, always feel free to email or call at the church, and we can explain more. Also, next Sunday, we are going to wrap up the series on Knowing God's Will. And Christopher and I are both going to take some time to... Uh, to just answer questions that you might have. So some of you have asked questions already based on the teaching that we've done. If you have questions about knowing God's will, how does that work? First, I'd encourage you go back and listen to the previous sermons if you haven't. And if you have and you do have questions, then send them in to us and we'll take next week just the time that we have to answer as many questions as we can together. And we'll tag team on that. You can send those questions to paul at newlifecallingwood.com. And, uh, and I'll receive those and then we'll look at how we can go about answering those questions. Okay, I want to shift, move into the teaching time. And I want you to listen to this statement. If I could take my head and place it on your shoulders, that would be so amazing. If only I could take my head and place it on your shoulders. That's what my father-in-law used to say to me 25 years ago when he would listen to me ramble on about something I was going to do. Uh, and he would kind of laugh at me and realize I had all the youth and energy, but what I lacked was life experience and, and wisdom. And uh, sometimes I think he's still tempted to say that to me today, but, uh, but I think I've grown a little bit and learned a little bit from life. And as we talk about knowing God's will, this is connected to that. 
because generally speaking, as people gain in life experience and as they age, they learn a wisdom from life from the very experiences that they've lived. And young people do well to listen to those who have gone before them. And of course, the challenge for young people is always to be willing to listen to our elders. And the challenge for elders is to be willing to be patient with those who are younger and to offer counsel and guidance uh, as it's invited rather than forcing that on them. We've been in this series about knowing God's will, and we've looked at a number of ways that you can discern what it is that God wants for you. So first we looked at scripture, then we looked at uh, your reason or rationale or the wisdom that comes from knowing Christ. Last week we looked at the whole idea of the community of faith and how they speak into your life when it comes to knowing what God wants for you. Today, we're going to look at this whole concept of experience and another, I think, vital factor into knowing God's will. So when it comes to knowing God's will, there's nothing quite like experience. So an Old Testament book, the book of Job, Job 12, 12 says this, wisdom belongs to the age and understanding to the old. Wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. There is something about wisdom that comes from living out life. And you, in some ways, you can't substitute for that. And we live in a culture that actually, more often than not, takes our elders and pushes them off to the side. And we tend to idolize and focus on youth. One, because we all want to hold on to our youth, at least hold on to the physical part of our youth. And I think that's what my father-in-law was saying. If I could have you know, your energy and health as a young person and combine that with the wisdom that I have, wouldn't that be amazing? And we might think, well, there's, you just can't have that. But actually, one of the things we've done here at New Life is designed our home churches to try to combine those age groups together. So we specifically, intentionally try to create home churches where there's a variety of different people involved in home church. One, it reflects the beauty of Christ of bringing all these different people together. Two, we learn from each other in ways that we never could if we just met with everybody who was just like us. And so that's one of the values that we have in our home churches, and we think that there is a real value to that. So where Job says wisdom belongs to the age and understanding to the old, when it comes to knowing God's will, there's nothing quite like experience except the Holy Spirit. Job 12, 13, the very next verse says this, even though wisdom belongs to the age and understanding to the old, that's verse 12, verse 13 says, but true wisdom and power are found in God. They are found in God. And that leads to the passage that Christopher read for us today which is around the whole idea of how the Holy Spirit guides our lives. And when the Holy Spirit guides our lives, he is leading us into living out the very things that God wants for us. In other words, we're beginning to live out God's will and what God has in mind for us. So in, in verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 5, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, and then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And then he talks about how our, our sinful nature and the spirit kind of are at opposite ends of each other, but the spirit gives us desires 
that are pleasing to God. And this passage kind of lays that out. He takes uh, what's known as our sinful desires. In other words, that's the things our natural bent is to pursue things that, that often they look good on the surface, but they're actually leading us away from God and they're leading us away from our ability to love others like Christ loved us. And, and that's often referred to as the flesh or our sinful desires. And then the spirit leads into things that are bringing us closer to God and closer into our ability to love others like Christ loves us. So Paul is holding these two up against each other in this passage as we read. There's nothing quite like life experience when it comes to knowing God's will except the Holy Spirit, where Paul says, let the Spirit guide your lives. And then he begins to lay out what it looks like when we open ourselves up to the Spirit's leading. So when you choose to follow Christ, you're receiving the Spirit of Christ. But then part of that is not that God automatically takes over. God never operates that way. It is always about relationships. So in the relationship, it's our responsibility to be open to his leading, to trust him enough to follow him. And the Spirit is prompting us regularly, wanting to lead us into those things. Now, here's the interesting thing. Life experience is good in, in knowing God's will, but sometimes we don't have that, and yet we do have the Spirit of Christ. So if we turn to Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 17, we read this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So here's Acts 2. The apostle Peter, who's a leader in the early church, quoting from an Old Testament prophet, the prophet Joel, and he says, in these days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people, old people, who have the life experience, but young people as well. And when it comes to knowing God's will, where age and experience can be vital, I think that takes a back seat to someone who's open to the Spirit, who's open to the Spirit of Christ, leading them and guiding them. So you could have a young person who's fully surrendered to the Spirit of God. They trust the Spirit of Christ and they're following Him as He prompts them. And that person can display a wisdom that seems eons beyond an older person who is closed to what God wants to do in their lives. And that's not to say that that is always the case because there are lots of our elders who have walked with Jesus all of their lives and they're open to God's leading in their lives. But the Holy Spirit isn't limited by age. He matures everyone, anyone who is open to his leading in their life. The Holy Spirit's often referred to as a counselor. He's, he's like someone who comes alongside. There's a word, a name for the Spirit. It's called paraclete, and it can be an advocate. It can also mean someone who comes alongside, like a counselor. And that is what the Holy Spirit does. He comes alongside of us, and he walks with us, and we have conversation with him and we have dialogue with him and he makes suggestions or promptings. And then our responsibility, our part of it is to actually say yes to that. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Part of this whole process of discerning God's will is learning to say or to be open to the Holy Spirit and to recognize that God's will is so much more often about who you are becoming 
rather than what you're doing. And we tend to get caught up in what we're doing. Should I do this? Should I do that? And what God is leading us into is saying, open yourself up to me. Let go. Let me see those parts of your life that you think you're hiding from me. And because God never wants to force himself into our lives, he just waits. He invites us to allow him in. And if you think of your life as a series of rooms, there are certain rooms that you are probably still having the door locked and you won't give God access to that. And knowing God's will for your life is to realize that much of God's will is about you giving him the keys to all the doors in your life and letting him go in and to see what's there and to having a conversation with you about what's there. And to realize that in love, he wants to lead you into things that are going to fill you with life and fill you with joy and fill you with the things of the spirit that you read in verse 22, rather than the things that are going to um, take you away from God. So in, if I could just flip over to Galatians 6, Paul's wrapping up his letter. He's been writing about saying yes to the Spirit and saying no to our sinful desires. And then he writes this in Galatians 6, verse 15. It doesn't matter whether we've been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we've been transformed into a new creation. So this whole letter was about um, some of the people who were trying to decide this is what God wants for us. And it was about circumcision. And I'm so glad that we don't have to deal with that today in the church. And here's Paul saying, you're focused on doing that. That's not, that's not what it's about. What it's about is becoming a new creation. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Some of you right now would be saying like, I get it. I, I want to, but I don't understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so confusing. Let me offer you this advice. When it comes to understanding the Holy Spirit in your life, learn to know who Jesus is. So John 14, verse 16 in the Gospels, the good news stories of Jesus. He's talking to his followers and Jesus is preparing them for his death, for his, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension back to the Father. And he says this in John 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate or another counselor who will never leave you. And John is, is capturing the essence of what Jesus said. And when Jesus says, I will give you another counselor, that wording means another advocate or counselor who's exactly the same. There are two words. One can mean another of a different kind, and one can mean another of the same kind. And that's the one that John uses here. So Jesus is saying, I will give you another counselor just like me. If you want to understand who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit works in your life, Get to know who Jesus is and how Jesus operated. See how he treated people. See how he spoke to people, how he taught, the way he moved in and among people groups. And that will give you a good understanding of how the Spirit of Christ actually works in your life. The Apostle Paul once wrote in Romans 6, he said, you need to understand this. Whatever you say yes to is the thing that you become a slave to. And what he's writing in Galatians is this encouragement to say yes to the Holy Spirit. If you want to know what God wants for you, then the Holy Spirit is a huge part of understanding how God wants to work in your life and what he desires for you. Yes, the scriptures lead us to Jesus. They help us understand 
what God wants for us, that God gives us the desires and the power to do what pleases him in Philippians 2.13. Yes, we have reason and rationale. Yes, we have the community who can help us, but we don't want to let go of the Spirit's leading and guiding and work in our lives. And all of these work together. They're not compartmentalized. They all work together to say yes, to help guide us and lead us. And so at the end of Galatians 5, the Apostle Paul writes this in verse 25, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. And the way you do that is first by getting to know Him. As you get to know Jesus, you get to know the Spirit. And yes, they are, they are different, but I think what Jesus is saying is, this is my spirit. The spirit of the Father, the Holy Spirit, is also the spirit of Christ. So what we know of Jesus will also be true of the Holy Spirit. And we say yes to him and we say no to those cravings and desires that sometimes lead us away from God. And I think that's the key, is saying no. Um, and you might be thinking, well, what I want, is that what God wants? Well, what Paul says is when you're open to the Holy Spirit, then, then God gives you the desires to do what pleases him. So the very things you want when you are close to God are the very things that God wants. But we need to be honest. Sometimes we want things that are actually taking us away from God. And in our world, we are often given that message, do what you want. Uh, go after the things that give you pleasure. Go after the things that, that uh, you desire. And you read about these in here. Paul is talking about things like lustful pleasures in, verse, in verse, um, verse 20 and verse 19. Lustful pleasures, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Often these things uh, that we want to go after in life, um, if we would take the time to just process, we would realize... Uh, often this is more about us than about God or about anybody else. And we just want to seek after the things that we think are going to bring us fulfillment. And what we end up finding out is that they don't. They just lead us away from God and lead us away from being able to love others like Jesus loved us. Often that has to do with our spending patterns. And it's about learning to say yes to the Spirit of God. Learning to say no in the little things makes it easier to say yes to the Spirit. The more we say yes to the Spirit, doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but it does mean it's what's best for us because that is what God always wants. What is best for us about who we are becoming and then the doing of life uh, flows from who we are becoming. And if you're confused by this, I would just suggest that it's about learning to trust and to be vulnerable. Jesus gave aside all of his privileges to become like us, and he became completely vulnerable. And I think that's a great model for us to in turn be vulnerable back with him, to give him the keys to the doors in our heart and say yes in those areas. No to myself, yes to the Spirit of God. And he begins to do this work, and, and the vulnerability will lead to the trust which will lead to the fruit that Paul writes here in Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Life experience can be so helpful in knowing God's will, and we don't want to let go of that. We want to look to our elders who have been walking with God for many years and say, I want to learn from you, but never at the expense of holding them up above the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
And yet those two, if they are walking with God and the Holy Spirit's leading us, they should not be contradicting or scripture or the community. These things all work together. So I want to encourage you, where are you still holding on to things and saying yes to sinful desires that are leading you away from God, leading you away from your ability to love others like Jesus loved us? Where is that? Can you say no to those and trust the Spirit of God enough, say yes to him? and see the fruit that he begins to produce in your life. That's about becoming. That's about our being and who we are. Life experience is great, but the Holy Spirit is even better. That's my encouragement for us today. In uh, the notes that we attach every week, there's a section called New Life at Home. And so we give you the encouragement. There's a scripture to read, memorize, meditate on it, reflect on it. There's a daily prayer to pray, a few questions to talk about, and something to try. So I want to conclude our time together this morning by praying the prayer that is in our New Life at Home notes. And I invite you just to allow me to pray for us. Holy Spirit, I invite you to produce in me the fruit that leads to loving God and loving others. Produce in me the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Help me die to those old desires that keep me from knowing you fully. I want to follow your leading in every part of my life. To the glory of God the Father, God the Son, and you, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this morning. Please, if you have questions, send them to paul at newlifecollingwood.com and, uh, and I'd love to hear from you and love feedback. We are always looking for feedback on how we're doing. We've tried some new software this week, some new things. Uh, any feedback that you have for us, we take that to heart and we appreciate that very much. If you are following us uh, and you haven't subscribed to our New Life channel, you're there right now, please subscribe. And uh, if you're following us in our social media feeds, we love it when you like our stuff that we put out or when you share it even more when you share it. So just an encouragement for you to do that. Next week, we're going to wrap up this, ser uh, this series about knowing God's will and, uh, and have a lot of fun answering your questions. So feel free to stump us. And uh, I don't know is always a good answer, but you'll have to tune in next week to find out if we've got something better than that. God bless. We'll see you next week.